You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. With over 200,000 locations throughout the U.S. and offering 12,000 different types of batteries, stop into your local Interstate Battery store today and let them help you find the right batteries for your everyday life. Welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I'm your host, Parker McDonald, and this is episode number 35. Today on the show, we have my good buddy and Florida native, Mr. Walter Lee of the Chasing Tales Outdoors podcast. We're going to talk about turkey hunting, deer hunting, and a little bit of bass fishing, as well as a huge announcement towards the end. So you guys stay tuned. It's going to be a good show. Okay, it is episode number 35 on the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast, and uh, I have got a really fun show for you. I told you in the intro, our, our buddy Walter Lee is on the show, and now Walter Lee is um, a really cool guy. He's a guy from Florida. He's from Tallahassee, Florida. Um, you know, I mean, he's kind of he kind of complains that there's not whole lot of wildlife around where he lives and um you know that's kind of the gist of this whole show is just walter complaining about where he lives and why he can't get it done um in the outdoors i'm just kidding that's not true walter is a great guy a great uh outdoorsman and even more than that he's a great content creator and we are super excited to have him on the show i have gotten to know walter pretty well over the past uh I don't know, I would say probably five or so months. Uh, we've gotten to talk quite a bit. We talk on the phone right now. It seems like we talk on the phone every day. And that is because we are putting something together that you're going to hear about towards the end of this podcast. And, uh, and I think you're going to enjoy it. If you like to bass fish, you will like this next announcement. So um, that's going to be at the end of the podcast. So make sure you stick around and listen to that. Before we get into this episode, I want to take a brief moment to give another shout out to our partners at onyx maps at tethered saddles and the etc i don't know it's not just saddles tethered has a little bit of any anything that has to do with saddle hunting tethered has got it and uh and we really appreciate what those guys do um new breed archery now if you listen to the show you know this but if this is your first time listening you need to know that if you are looking for a bow i highly recommend looking in to new breed let me tell you why because new breed is 100 now they are 100 direct to consumer and what does that mean for you it means that there is no middleman it means you're not paying 
New Breed, another company, you're just paying New Breed for the product, and you end up getting a better price for your bow. And here, let me let me give you like the, in my opinion, what is just like the icing on the cake. It's so cool. New Breed will actually let you try out a bow before you buy it. Now, what they'll do is you'll pick out you, what bow you want to try out. You give them your specs, and and they will send you a a basically a base uh, a base bow, and you can shoot it. Try it out. Make sure it's what you want. Um, they'll take a credit card number just as accountability. Uh, they'll take this credit card number, and then you'll send the bow back. And then what you get to do is you get to completely customize it. Um, they have a lot of options. You're not. You're probably not going to have any problem getting the exact bow that you have dreamed about for so long. It's a really, really, really cool thing that they do as a direct cons- direct to consumer. Uh, business. Kyle Knoll has uh, has really been doing a lot of really cool stuff with New Breed. Now, when you go and do that, use the code Southern Ground at checkout. And what's go- what's going to happen is you're going to get fifty dollars off of your bow purchase. So you need to do that. We're in we're at the time of the year right now where. Man, if, you need, if you're going to be getting a new bow, you need to be doing it really soon so you can get it dialed in. We're like, we're on the home stretch, y'all. It feels like, I know we're several months away, but deer seasons, I always, I always go like this. I always say like, um, you have winter, then you have spring, and then you have time to prepare for deer season. Like, that's kind of how like my seasons, my seasons work. Um, another cool way to think about it, the next time the leaves change color it's going to be deer season already. Like that, to me, makes it makes it go a lot quicker. So um, I don't even remember why we were talking about the seasons changing and leaves and all that. That's right. Get your new breed bow. Get one. Get it dialed in. Get ready for deer season. It is coming sooner than you know. Our last partner I want to talk about is Go Wild. Now, you guys know that we are huge advocates for social media, for sharing our pictures, sharing our kills, sharing the stories about about you know pretty much anything that happens in the woods. Today, um, I just took a random picture of a turkey fan that I thought was pretty cool. It had a little bit of blood in it, had a little bit of like meat in it or whatever. It was kind of gross, but um, that's the kind of picture that gets blocked on Instagram and on Facebook. But let me tell you something, guys. It will not get blocked on go wild because go wild wants to see that there are people want to see what you're doing they want to see what you're doing in the outdoors what animals you've harvested they want to see what uh recipes you're coming up with what hiking trail you did they want to see what podcasts you're listening to um which i would kindly ask if you are already on go wild go ahead and go to the podcast section and say that you listen to this podcast it really helps me out a lot gives some more exposure and, uh, and I really appreciate that. But go to Go Wild. Get you an account. Get set up. They do giveaways. They do all kinds of cool stuff. Not only that, but you, you get to see cool content all the time. So that is going to be it for our partner section of this podcast. I hope you guys will check out all these companies. We believe in everything they do. Please give us a five-star review if you can on iTunes. We would greatly appreciate that. If you're listening to it, uh, on on our private feed, on the, the Southern Ground feed, or if you're listening to it on the Sportsman's Nation feed, just give us a five-star review if you can, just really quick. 
that really does help us out if you enjoy uh, if you enjoy the content, if you enjoy the, the podcast that we're putting out. So um, got a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipe. We've got some fishing videos on YouTube that you guys should probably go check out. Uh, I caught a pretty big fish this last week. Um, turkey season ended. Uh, I, and actually, I guess I should talk about this. Since the last podcast, I actually did shoot another turkey while my dad was here. So if you listen to our last podcast where we were talking about Tyler's West Virginia trip, um, we talked about me and my dad doing a little bit of turkey hunting, and we were actually able to be successful uh, on public land here in Alabama. And uh, kayaking in, as some of you guys know, I got a motor for my kayak. Uh, well, this time, because my dad was here, we paddled in, so I got to still, I still have yet to take an animal out of the woods with my motor on my kayak. I've still paddled every single animal out, uh, which is kind of funny. But that video is on YouTube right now. We got a couple of new videos on YouTube and another video dropping this weekend. It's going to drop, if you're listening to this on Friday when it comes out, it's going to drop tomorrow on Saturday. And that is a kayak bass fishing video. Our first bass fishing video of the summer. We got a lot of them coming out. A lot of little tips and tactics that we do that I use, that I like to use um, here in Alabama fishing for largemouth bass from a kayak so check that out we got a lot of those coming up really cool stuff stuff coming up i'm gonna stop uh i'm gonna stop yip yapping and uh, let you guys get into this podcast (laughs) with myself and mr walter lee of the chasing outdoors podcast you guys enjoy this show all right now on the line we have mr walter lee from the Chasing Tales Outdoors podcast. Did I say that right, Walt? Nailed it. Perfect. How you doing, buddy? Crushed it. Dude, any better, I couldn't stand it. The fish <laughs> are biting. The birds are chirping. It's it's It quit raining for the first time in like three weeks, it, it feels like. So I'm doing good, buddy. That's that's awesome. I saw you uh, went out and caught some fish today. Yeah, you know, I've got this like little little hashtag. I'm trying to make a thing. It's called l- lunchtime bassin. <laughs> lunchtime. I've got uh, lunchtime yeah, bassin. Yeah, I've got <laughs> I've got uh, a couple ponds at my at my office uh, or nearby my office that I can fish because I work there. So uh, on my lunch breaks, I uh, pack up a little lunch, walk on down to the riverbank, eat my lunch, and then uh, catch a couple fish and call it a call it a healthy break. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> you sent me a couple pictures today. Um, you're in your work clothes, monsters catching, yeah, catching some slobs. <laughs> now you did catch a pretty decent sized fish out there the other day, though, didn't you? Yeah, no, he was or she, she was an absolute toad. I think she was 19 inches, 19 and a half inches. Dang, she was huge. I, I have no idea what she weighs. But some people will tell me three, like two and a half, three pounds. I, I don't know. I, she was big. She was probably. She she's not my personal best. Uh, she's definitely my personal best with a spinning rod. And um, you know, when you punch mats with a with a a bait caster, you tend to kind of pull a pretty big uh, fish out of there every once in a while. But for a medium action rod, she was definitely my my biggest. So that's awesome. That's pretty cool. So yeah. you, I don't know if you know this. You can uh, which here's the, here's the deal. First off, it doesn't matter what number you throw out there. Some douchebag fisherman is going to be like. <laughs> No, that ain't that ain't that big. And then you got the yeah. night the the, the <laughs> nice guys that are like, oh no, I think it's way bigger than that. I think it's bigger than what you're thinking. You know, <laughs> like the that's it. The uh, the feud of of an accurate weight measurement or weight guessing 
is it's just it's never going to work out perfectly the only way and you know i don't know if you're anything if you've noticed this even when you have a scale people are like oh that that ain't right scale's wrong yeah it's almost as bad as people like oh i killed this uh, 125 inch buck like no way that thing breaks 100 inches like oh my god just (laughs) let people enjoy things damn (laughs) just let people do yeah let people do their own deal and uh yeah so man i can't i can't tell you how many times this happened to me it happens all the dang time so um, all right, so we're going to get into bass fishing in this in this podcast. We're going to get into bass fishing pretty, I mean, pretty pretty hard. But um, before we do that, Walt, tell us uh, tell us what you do like um, with your with chasing tails. What is it? Um, what do you guys talk about? What do y'all cover? Um, just give us kind of a brief uh, explanation of what it is. Yeah, man, it's it's a it's a fun little little venture that I've got on the side, and um, you know, chasing tails. Our mission statement is simple: we seek to inspire other people to pursue their dreams and adventures through interviews with hunters, anglers, trappers, and adventurers from all over the globe, and we document their adventures and our own. I mean, it's just that simple. Our whole goal is just to share experiences that that happen all over the world on a daily basis with people who who just don't know that that kind of thing's happening, and I just feel like. There's a lot of things that are obtainable for people. There's a lot of, of, of trips that people would like to take, and I think sometimes they just need a little bit of motivation. They need to hear, you know, someone else uh, make that trip on on, on a budget because we all feel like we're on a budget whether we are or not. So, um, yeah, we just we bring people to, to share a story. That could be how they got it to be a podcaster, an outdoor podcaster. It could be their biggest buck. It could be just any variety of of topics, nothing's off the table. Um, and here lately, we've we've pushed, like you said, we're gonna probably talk a lot about bass fishing, but uh, we, we've pushed back into the fishing market. We've predominantly been a hunting podcast, um, but we're trying to round that back out and and be more of a, a generalist outdoor podcast that reflects our lifestyles and and how we go about the outdoors. And you know, right now we're doing audio, but we're hoping this summer uh, to make a push into video. But uh, it's tough. That's that I I envy your skills, dude. <laughs> so we've had a uh, a long an ongoing <laughs> ongoing joke about uh, I was trying I was like waiting for for something to, to for you to say something where I could like throw this in there. We've had this ongoing joke about <laughs> Walter's um, imaginary pod or imaginary YouTube channel. YouTube channel. <laughs> and uh, so so here's the deal. Probably if you if you are, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, oh, I'm going to go find this. This guy sounds cool. I'm going to go find his YouTube channel. You're probably not going to find it um, no. because it doesn't exist. And no, actually, the <laughs> first the first video that's going to go on it, I shot today. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I'll believe it when I see it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've said that how many times, dude? It's, yeah, it's I been... shot a video today for it. <laughs> you're just going to roll out a... with like 150 videos that you've got ready. <laughs> <laughs> four full four full seasons of chasing tails outdoors just going to drop all it's at once you drop. know it's it's <laughs> that's it, it's been a a comedy of errors man it's just it, i bought a camera and a microphone and then come to find out it didn't do what i thought it was going to do and that was you know shame on me and then um i got busy lost my co-host my original co-host and so you know we i had to put that on pause because there's only so much work to go around and uh, bought a bunch of equipment and had a snafu with it, dude. Like little things, like there's no amount of research on the internet that you can do 
that will tell you, hey, guys, if you're recording in Florida, there's a good chance that a 30-minute video that you shot without any hiccups and it was just perfect will be ruined by gnats on the lens. Like just just flies just buzzing around. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> and that's so debilitating, man. It's so hard to pick yourself up and just and keep going when you know you're putting all that effort into it, and it just seems to you know consistently uh, fall apart. Well, yeah. I mean, I've had I've definitely had my fair share of of those type situations. The like those things that are not gonna you're not gonna find on the Adobe forums. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know how to get rid no. of gnat noises. You know that's not really a yeah. that's not really a topic <laughs> on their forum. Yeah. But yeah, but man, I mean, it seems it seems like it seems like you're you're catching a lot of fish. You know, fish. If you're if you're gonna be a fishing YouTube or if you're gonna have fishing videos on your YouTube channel, the first thing you got to be able to do is catch fish. That's the most important thing. So it's kind of sounding like you know uh, things are gonna start coming together pretty quickly. Yeah, it should, man. I've I've got the equipment kind of simplified and figured out, and uh, the hard part seems to be uh, catching the fish uh, on video, and I'm starting to kind of figure that out accidentally. And uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Th- so they'll they'll probably be like some kind of like little uh, vlog. There'll probably be a, a vlog playlist coming up pretty shortly, and then not long after, uh, we've gotten a lot of questions uh, like people who are hearing of fishing on our podcast for the first time and maybe haven't gotten into it and. You know, I'm by no means a pro, uh, but I talk to them on a daily basis, and I can pass along the wisdom that uh, folks give me. So I'm gonna shoot some small, basic videos, and and uh, it's probably gonna be a small, modest channel at first, but we're gonna dip our toes in it, and if people like it, then we'll we'll ramp up production. So I'm excited. Well, uh, here's here's my um, here's my advice to you, Walter. Uh, just be be yourself be who you are like the funny kind of goofy walter and i mean people may not take you seriously but they'll at least watch your channel <laughs> i don't take myself seriously so we'll be in good company <laughs> Dude, i that- sent you a message today i think i think it was you i, I said man i no i sent it to another buddy of mine i said uh uh I always used to make fun of all the guys on TV that used to get like overly excited about small fish. And that's because <laughs> I never put a camera on myself to see what I look like when I caught a fish. Dude, I caught like a little like three quarter of a pound bass. I mean on the on the high side he was that that heavy. And I'm sitting there just all he kinds wasn't of that happy. Heavy. I've got a He wasn't that big. Huh? <laughs> he wasn't that big. <laughs> see there you go right there guys Uh, (laughs) but I'm just sitting here I said to my buddy I was like dude I used to make fun of people all the time he's like oh yeah I still do and I sent him a video and he goes oh man I don't want to see myself on camera so yeah yeah just uh, you know and if you need to if you need to uh strip down and get in a tethered mantis on the vlog (laughs) then you know you know what I'm saying just go for it oh man I didn't know this was gonna be the roast of Walter Lee here this is uh that wasn't a roast that was a compliment (laughs) Oh, <laughs> was it? That was admiration. Yeah, that was a compliment. That was a good compliment. Uh, oh, so, man. if y'all have not seen this already, <laughs> my man. Uh, so, so I, I guess it's important to context to to start from the beginning. Uh, Greg Godfrey, who you guys know, his company Tethered, uh, re- put out this video of this guy in a in a saddle. Or not a video, just a picture of this guy in a saddle, right. like doing like glamour shots in this saddle with with <laughs> like a pair of boots on and his in his Arborous whitey clothes, tighties. Yeah. 
Like it yeah. was, and it's pretty funny. And there was this challenge <laughs> that, uh, what I assume they didn't think anybody would actually do, and people actually did it. Um, recreated this photo, and Walter was one of them. And uh, oh, I, you man. know, Walter, I was going, like I was going to do it, and then I saw yours, and I Were was you? like. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was about to do it when the neighbors left. But I saw yours, and I was like, yeah, uh, <laughs> nah, there's no way I can make one better than that. <laughs> <laughs> I got home, man. I told my wife, I said, hey, listen, uh, I'm going to get in my in my uh, Kiss Me, I'm Irish boxers, and I'm going to put on my boots and my, my boonie hat. And I'm going to get in this saddle, and you're going to take a photo of me outside. And she just looked at me like, I think he's speaking French. And it's just <laughs> not coming in the way it's supposed to. Because, And I told her about it. I said, well, listen, you get to write on me with a Sharpie, and you can write all kinds of obnoxious things and doodle on me. And well, that, that sold her right there. So she took a big old fat, fat Sharpie, and I put like a, a tethered tramp stamp on my, on my back, and I put like a heart around my belly button, and I've definitely got a, a dad bod, guys. I mean, I just I, when I when I said I don't take myself seriously, if you see this photo, you'll realize that's not an understatement. No, it's 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 pretty much not. It's not at all. But the funny thing is, like, sometimes I'll hear you say serious things. Um, like I'll give you an example when I'm listening to your podcast and you start getting really serious about like Sportsman's Alliance and conservation and stuff. Yeah. It's really funny <laughs> to me. <laughs> Why? Because it, it's like it's like when Will Ferrell tries to say something serious. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I hear you. Like, and everybody loves Will Ferrell. But like when he yeah. just, when he's in a serious movie, it's kind of like, it's just I don't even know how to feel about this. Um, so like most of the time you're being goofy and funny and stuff and, and maybe it's yeah. not this Walter, maybe it's, maybe it's more like, um, just because I see, I talk to you a lot. I see your interactions on Facebook a lot on all the forums we're on. Um, you know, you're, you're more serious in your podcast and in, in that kind of stuff than you are in yeah. at, what there's a, there's a random car driving in my backyard. That's how you know you live in the country. <laughs> That's how you know you live in Alabama. Yeah, like it's not my neighbor's car. Um, I don't know where this. It's it's literally just did a circle around the backyard and then left. Anyways, probably looking for his dog. Yeah, that's it. Or his or his meth. Uh, anyways, so uh, I but anyway, I see your I see your interactions and all that stuff, and and it's usually funny or sarcastic. And then I'll see you like do something serious. I'm like, that's fun. That's funny. <laughs> it's funny when Walter's serious. Um, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen very often. <laughs> but when you're talking about conservation, it does, right, brother? That's it, man. That's no laughing matter. That's that's uh, that's true. That's true. So, um, so Walter, you are tell us tell us about yourself. Where are you from? What do you do for a living? Um, and what's your favorite color? Okay, so my favorite color is teal, hands down. Okay. Uh, my kayak is teal. My favorite duck's a teal. It's 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 it, when people say what's your favorite color, my two favorite colors are blue and green. You put them together, boom, teal. Teal. Um, I spent the first half of my life in New Orleans. Grew up, uh, born in the state of Florida, unfortunately. 
um, <laughs> but moved to New Orleans when I was really young and spent uh, the first 12 years of my life there and then uh, moved off to Georgia. Didn't didn't do anything outdoors related when I was in New Orleans, which was a which was just a, a travesty. I, I can't believe yeah, that. That's rough, man. Uh, yeah. And my dad was a big outdoors person, but it was one of those things where they said, hey, um, oh, hang on a second. Mailman. Maverick, come here. Come here. Go to bed. Good boy. That didn't sound like a puppy. That sounds like a full-grown man. No. That's that is <laughs> that is a 130-pound Great Pyrenees. Go to bed. <laughs> he is a huge dog. He is uh he is the protector of the house when I'm gone. Go to bed. All the way. But he likes to think for himself. Go to bed. <laughs> Good boy. Um my dad, he, he, he got stationed, stationed kind of, he's not military, but he was working for a dredging company, and they're like, hey, listen, come over to New Orleans, prove yourself. If uh, you like it, then uh, we'll, we'll get your promotion uh, to the executive, you know, management, and, and you'll just be back in, in southeast, you know, United States over there in uh, Fernandina Beach, where I was I was born and, and raised as a child. So he went out there, and they found him a corporate job there, and he climbed the corporate ladder, and, man, I barely saw my dad. I used to get up at, like, 6 o'clock to have breakfast with him, and he'd be, like, flying out the door at the same time. So no duck hunting, no fishing, didn't take advantage of anything Louisiana had to offer, which is just horrible. Um, but then moved back to southeast Georgia and grew up on a 1,400-acre farm where I was homeschooled and got to hunt and fish every morning and every evening, did my schoolwork midday, and uh dude i just i've always had a passion for the outdoors and when i got to live there i just had i got to you know catch redfish for breakfast and shoot squirrels for dinner it was just a an awesome childhood the only thing i didn't have there was any kind of freshwater fishing so i spent my entire life you know watching bill dance and 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 you know shaw grisby and all kinds of people you know catching bass always dreaming of that so now that i'm living here in florida i've, I've tried to put uh, a pretty heavy emphasis on bass here lately so, wow. Like, <laughs> I feel like, so I grew up in West Texas where there's no fish. Like, there's no, there's hardly any water, hardly any lakes, nothing like that. Right. And, uh, and I still fished a freaking ton as much as I possibly could. Um, I could not imagine living in New Orleans, somewhere like New Orleans or, I know. um, and and not getting to not getting to fish, bro. Like that's a that was a really sad story that you told. <laughs> well, my life is pretty much one sad saga after another. As you, if you haven't told, I can't get camera working or anything. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean, it, I can tell you, like we went fishing, y'all. I mean, like I think I went a couple times with my dad. It just wasn't he just didn't have time, and right. when he had time, he had other things to tend to. And I can tell you, when we moved back to Southeast Georgia, I remember we were riding back. It was about a 13-hour drive because you had the, you know, all the stuff in tow and whatnot. And he uh, he looked at me. He's like, "We're gonna do more hunting and fishing. We're gonna we're gonna have more fun. We're gonna go do the outdoors thing." He he had left corporate life and behind, and and he told me then. He's like, "I I, I regret." He he actually told me many times oh, over the next you know couple decades, you know, uh, how much he regretted not being able to you know take advantage of those things while he was there. So yeah. we sure as heck made up for it uh, right afterwards. That's good. But, man, I mean, I know I, it sounds like you're a lot like like I am too, where, you know, my dad my, – my dad was pretty much – I mean, the reason why I was able to develop a passion for the outdoors is because he 
he pretty much uh, instilled it in me. You know, I mean, sure, man. And and at the same time, I still I just wanted to be just like him. You know, anything he was doing, I wanted yeah. to go and do too. So uh, I, I mean, I'm I'm actually about to have a little boy here in like a couple months, and oh, man, congratulations, man! I That's appreciate awesome. it, man. It's uh, we're really excited about it. Uh, I don't know if I've announced on the podcast yet that it was a boy. I, I know <laughs> I, I talked about it being a being uh being there. I talked about my wife being pregnant, but I didn't know. I, I can't remember if I if I talked about it being a boy. So yes, we are having a boy, and golly, I cannot wait to get that boy in the woods or on the water or anywhere that we can do stuff like that. Um, I'm super jacked up about it. So. So you moved to uh, you were in did you say southeast Georgia? Yeah, southeast Georgia, Brunswick, St. Simons. Okay, so so southeast Georgia, kind of got to kind of got to live the dream there. You said you were homeschooled, right? You were homeschooled. You did your work yep. during the day, and uh, man, sure that did, yeah, that all it all everything's coming full circle. I'm starting to understand some things now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, dude, I would I would have done anything to be homeschooled if I could have done. Uh, it lived on a on a farm like that. Golly, I'd be worthless now. Oh man, it was it was awesome, dude. It was a fourteen hundred acre island in the middle of a salt marsh. So when I looked off my front porch, I was looking at Jekyll Island, and on the other side of Jekyll Island was the Atlantic Ocean. So I had tides and all kinds of estuaries around me, just teeming with black drum, redfish, trout, flounder. I mean, you had to work hard not to catch stuff some days, and. You know, we we had a we had a little like a ten acre swamp on the backside that had wood ducks, and that's where I fell in love with with wood duck hunting. We had a a dove field. I shot my first deer there. That property actually had been in the family for four generations. I'm Walter Edward Lee the fourth, and that fa- that farm we went to, it was really a hunting and fishing club, but the, it had been in the family since 1910. My great grandfather purchased that property and uh dude the memories there it was just it was incredible you could not have asked you know i i I tell people all the time if you if you if you read outdoor stories you you read robert rourke's the old man and the boy you read ernest hemingway horn of the hunter and you think about these old timey like could go anywhere on anybody's property and shoot stuff and, and have a good time and there was no woes or concerns i had that childhood and i i've yet to find someone that that is my age that had that and 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 looking back what I lost in my early years in New Orleans we sure as hell made up for it there in Southeast Georgia. Oh yeah, this sounds like it. So is that is that piece yeah. of land still in your family? It is. It is. My dad still owns it. Um, so it's uh, technically still in the family. Well, that gum, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, it's changed a lot, but uh, you know it. Uh, it, it's got some good memories, man. My wife keeps begging me uh, to to write a book about it, and maybe one of these days I'll I'll sit down and write and write it. But it's just I'll sit there on a, on a, on a cold day, a cold winter day, or a really hot day when I can't get outside to do something because I'm allergic to the heat. Um, <laughs> I, I'll just sit there and drink a drink and and like reminisce on those days where I'd be like you know burning burning myself <laughs> red as can be, you know catching redfish and all that. Dude, it's just it was a good time. That's that's fun, man. So, so now <laughs> you now you're in. Th- tell us where you're at now. Yeah, no, I'm I'm state. I am currently here in Tallahassee, Florida. I work for Florida State University. My wife works for Florida State University. That's uh, right here on the Panhandle of Florida. I am. Uh, I live off of one of the best uh, 
fishing lakes here for freshwater bass and 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 uh, striper and and crappie or specks if you live in the deep south that's it, that's the term you'd be familiar with but i'm also 45 minutes away from some of the best inshore fishing uh redfish trout flounder cobia i mean it, you name it you can catch it right here on these flats so heck yeah um we we actually have a, a really good deer hunting here for the state and incredible uh, duck i mean literally this is about the best place you could have landed in my opinion, if you just like to be outside all the time, right here on yeah. the Panhandle, man, it's just where it's at. Well, you know, we we drive down to Florida. My wife's actually in Florida right now. And we drive down. Um, we'll look, we'll go through um, like Troy, and then hit. Uh, I guess that's I ten, and go through Tallahassee. Yep. And uh, mm-hmm. man, like for the most part, Florida is, in my opinion, when it comes to deer, like you're just not going to see a lot of deer in Florida. But uh, when I found that route, we used to go, like, through Atlanta and then hit uh, 75 and go south. But once I, the first time I went by myself and I just saw deer all around uh, going through Tallahassee, I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, we're pretty much going to go this way the rest of the time, <laughs> forever, from now on. I, I can't stand, man, I cannot stand a road trip where I can't look for deer. Like, it, it drives me crazy. And, uh, and... So now being able to go that way, we can at least I can I can at least I say we I can at least uh, be looking for deer and something to keep me keep me busy while I'm driving. Um, but I did I want to talk about this really quick because this was a pretty big part of your year. Uh, the last time I drove through there, um, dude, it looked like some it looked like somebody just came through and just whacked down all of the trees. Um, all over the interstate, it was, it was bad, man. And I know that affected you (sighs) and, and your hunting season pretty good. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So in in case, uh, any of you live in in places that aren't afflicted by hurricanes, we had a class five, uh, just about two weeks ago, it was reclassified as a class five. It's the, uh, I think the third strongest hurricane or fourth strongest hurricane in the last 15 years or something like that. I mean, it, it was it was not as large as Hurricane Katrina, but it was more powerful than Hurricane Katrina at landfall. Uh, Hurricane Michael on October 7th of 2018 made landfall 70 miles uh, west of my house. Um, we had just <laughs> we had just finished building this house actually a, a couple months earlier than that, um, and I had been. Dude, up until that, just kind of to set the stage, you asked about how, what it did to my hunt season. I hadn't killed a deer in quite some time. I had been getting my my master's degree and then working on my CPA. And all summer long, I knew I was going to be out here living in some of this primo hunting area. I had been scouting. I had over a hundred. I had over fifty trees uh, trimmed and ready to be hunted, and I had a hundred spots picked out. <clears throat> I had identified hard mass from white oaks to swamp chestnut oaks. I mean, I had put in my due diligence. And in the matter of about 24 hours, we had just about every meaningful tree ripped down. Um, all hard mass was knocked from trees. I was without power for 13 days here in Tallahassee. Um, it, there are still people to this day living without power, uh, without relief in um, Mexico City Beach right now. It's 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 a, a tragic set of events. I got out with just a busted up fence, um, but a lot of people lost a lost everything they had just I mean the eye of the storm passed 70 miles at the furthest estimate 70 miles west of my house um, wow my my hunting camp had a tornado touchdown on it 
um, unconfirmed, but if you look at the surroundings, how everything else is is uh, relatively left standing, and ours and, and our hunting camp, our hundred acres, is just utterly annihilated. There are no trees standing left on this property; just utterly, just wiped out. It took us. Um, so that storm hit in October. Uh, there's a main road that took that takes you to the property. That road wasn't cleared out for five weeks. By the time you got to there, as of last week, was the first time that that road was fully uh, cleared. Um, wow. Skid steers involved, hundreds of man hours, hours and hours on chainsaws. Um, it, it was it was incredible. It, it's so I'm painting the picture, guys. Deer season sucked. Okay, um, <laughs> they're all <laughs> all of our public land, with the exception of one fifteen hundred acre parcel, was shut down. For the first month of deer season, which meant everybody in the in this tri county area was trying to hunt that one fifteen hundred acre parcel. There's no hard mass. All the trees you'd scouted are gone. All the all the swamp bottoms are wrecked. This area hadn't had a major storm, not even one similar to that hit. And probably I think it was a hundred years is what they said. There there wasn't a storm hit of that capacity in Tallahassee in over a hundred years. So you know you've got all this mature, wonderful trees gone, y'all. I mean I'm talking like you don't yeah. even recognize the place. Yeah. My first deer sighting during daylight hours was December 8th. Wow. Yeah. That's it was, crazy. It was crazy. Well, and I, and I uh, me, and you, me and you talked quite a bit um, during deer season, texting back and forth while yep. we're hanging in the saddle and doing all that stuff. And uh, it, it kind of <laughs> seemed like there for, for uh, a little bit, like, Walter might not see a deer this year. And like, yeah, it was a it was a very real possibility. Yeah, and then uh, I think you told me you were hunting a uh, was it was that quota that quota hunt. I don't know if that was the first deer that you saw this year, but uh, you got pretty dang close right there around Christmas time uh, on yeah on being able to uh, kill a buck. I, I think it was a pretty decent sized buck, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Yeah, actually. So, so December 8th was not was not that hunt you were thinking about. From December 8th to uh February 1st, every hunt that I went on from that point on, I saw deer and only one of the hunts I didn't see a buck. Um so the season made a huge U-turn for me, which was I needed a break. It was it was tough, but yeah, that hunt you're talking about, I got within one bad decision away from killing uh I mean, conservative number this thing was over 100 inches, and I can say that with uh, a relative degree of certainty because I've got an 84-inch buck on the wall, and he dwarfed it. And the very next weekend, a young man went in that very same bottom and killed a 154-inch uh, uh, typical 10-point. Uh, so, wow. So explain. Uh, I'll, let's, I don't want anybody to, to, uh, to get the wrong idea about what Florida is. You said you have an 84-inch buck on the wall. Um now, in in most parts of the country, eighty four inch buck isn't probably going on the wall, uh, but <laughs> Florida's a different story, man. Like it's a whole new ball game when you start looking at Florida deer. Uh, oh yeah, man, it's 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 crazy. There are po- pockets of Florida that produce decent deer, but that is the exception. That is not the rule. Um, if you kill a hundred inch deer anywhere in this state, you've done something worth celebrating, worth mounting. I agree. Um, if you kill a hundred inch deer on public land. Do it one time, congratulations, go buy a lottery ticket. You start doing that consistently, you're the freaking man, okay? Like, you, <laughs> you've you got it going on. I, I don't know of a single whitetail hunter that hunts public land 
that kills 100 inch plus deer every year. I, I have not met one. I uh, so I hunted Florida for the first time this year. We talked about it a little bit. It was fun too, huh? Uh, actually, it was a lot of fun. Like, like I am, I will now for if I'm in Florida during hunting season, I'm going to hunt. Like, um, that's a, a new. It's a new. It's a new challenge for me. A new goal for me is to kill a deer in Florida. Um, and I think I can. I think I can. I think I can figure it out. It's just hard. Absolutely. Obviously, not li- living there. Um. I think I can luck into it, though, at some point in my life. I said, when I left Florida, I said, I think I posted it on Facebook. If you can kill a spike on public land in Florida, you <laughs> on, a, on a regular basis, you're probably one of the better deer hunters in the country. And It's tough, man. I still kind of, I still kind of stand by that. Like, it, that wasn't just, like, because it was fresh on my mind. Like, I still kind of... I kind of stand on that. I, however, I did see at the check-in station that day, um, the last day that I was there, there was a guy that had about a hundred-inch buck hanging, hanging uh, from the on the skinny oh, yeah. shed, and it was a good deer. Like it was a good deer. I would have shot it here in Alabama, and um, so, I mean, man, I, I I give you props, dude. Like you've, um, I know you have killed some deer in your life in Florida, and that's. That's uh, that's saying something. So, so props to you, that, man. and props to you for having a good attitude about it too. Because I think I would be like, "All right, baby, it's time to move." <laughs> I don't think I could do it for my oh, life. Oh, now, now, now let's <laughs> let's not f- uh, fool the audience here. I tell my wife all the time, we can't move any further south. Uh, we we gotta we gotta move somewhere north the next go around. Because I'm. <laughs> I need it's not the bigger deer. I just need some freaking seasons, man. We've got summer and spring here and the occasional cool breeze that blows down from the <laughs> north, but it is it is brutal, man. I'm not built for this, dude. <laughs> God didn't give me the body to be able to enjoy hot weather. No, man. I'm a Neanderthal, man. I'm I'm meant for some some ice and some and some uh some blizzards and you know some ice fishing. That just that gets my goat, man. <laughs> I think I would love it. I would love I've never lived up north. Um, probably, well, probably where I live right now is the furthest north I've ever lived. And, mm-hmm. um, man, I think I would love it. Like, the cold. And I hear people talking about right now, like, there's still snow on the ground during turkey season. I'm like, what the heck is oh, yeah. going on, man? Oh, That's, yeah. <laughs> it's green my as uncle it lives can be. In, yeah, my uncle lives in Colorado. And I think they got like 32 inches the other day. I was like, oh, holy cow. That's spring. I know. That's crazy. All right. Last uh, last hunting question for you, Walt. Did you turkey hunt at all this year? I did. I went on one four hour hunt with Chase, my co-host. Okay. And uh, we chased Osceola's and had a hell of a good time doing it, man. We just we had an absolute blast. We we played uh, the epic game of of Chase with a top, you know, any hunt for turkeys is a good hunt so long as one thing happens, and that's the turkeys talking. If the yeah. turkeys talk, that's a good hunt. I will not. I refuse. I don't know if for a million dollars if I would sit still and still hunt quiet turkeys. I don't know that I would do it. That just it, <laughs> If the birds aren't talking, I just go home, man. I, it, it's time to go fishing. It's time to make some breakfast, stop at the Waffle House or something. But that morning was not the case. We had a bird back and forth between the hens. We made a... We made a, a decision as to where he was on the roost, got really close. He happened to pitch down on the other side, 
And man, we belly crawled and 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 made move after move, and and saw him at about eighty yards. He was a beautiful, beautiful, probably eight ten inch beard, uh, Tom. But we just never could get him to close the distance, and uh, we finally made an aggressive move, move trying to to cut the distance. And the the hen spooked and took him off uh, with him across the property line, and that was the end of that. Hey, dude, that sounds like a good turkey. That's a better turkey hunt than probably. 90% of the turkey hunts that I go on. So, that's... that's <laughs> I don't know about that, man. Not too You bad. seem to, like, pick random pieces of public and go and shoot. You don't always hit birds, but you at least shoot at them. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> hey. That, I mean, I did have a good season this year. I had a good season as far yeah. as as far as far opportunities, you know. And it wasn't the best season as far as, you know, bringing birds home. It was my best ever, but just because two is better than one, you know. Um, yeah, 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 sure. I, I should have had – I should have been able to kill uh, probably – I probably should have tagged out in Alabama, actually, now that I think about it. Um, so I haven't talked about it on the podcast, but the last day of the season, the last three days of the season, I got uh, permission to hunt this piece of property that is highly managed. Nobody turkey hunts it. Um, it's got a lot of big open ag fields and stuff, corn fields, and that's not something that's normal here um, where we live. But it's a deer farm, not a, not a deer farm necessarily. It's a, a deer hunting property, and sure. um, if you drive through it, it really looks like a high fence property, like it's man- the way it's manicured. Um, it does not look like the kind of place that would have a low fence, but it, it definitely does. But it is a it's the kind of property that that you know they. They kill 140, 150 inch deer on a regular basis out there, and nobody right, turkey right. hunts it. Five thousand acres that nobody turkey hunts. Ooh. And uh, and I go to church. Hold on, we we, we got to pause. We got to pause for a second. Where where the heck was my invite? <laughs> well, that that was the thing. I just got invited, and they've known me <laughs> okay. for a long time. <laughs> okay, you're networking. I got you. I oh got yeah, you. I'll see you next year. So so it was probably the week. <laughs> it was last week or so. Um, a couple days before the last day of the season, and uh, we went out and looked at it. Ended up running up, uh, driving up on a big tom and a hen out there, and got me pretty jacked up. Well, I busted one off the roost the first morning that I hunted it, uh, just because I didn't know the property. You know, I didn't know where I was. I didn't know what what I was looking for necessarily. Um, and then the last day of the season, I had a tom come down off the roost, and I got him on video coming in he was coming 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 and all of a sudden right when he breaks away he breaks strut and is about to come towards me and uh the farmer pulls up on a tractor in the field in the one in the one field that i was that i was on and uh of course you know those turkeys out there they don't get hunted so they he didn't like spook off but he didn't he didn't uh he didn't come any closer he kind of worked his way away and that was the end of that. That was the last day of the season for me. And so I, I have been very, I've been very blessed with opportunities this year to see birds that I have not had, you know, any other season. But this one was definitely good. You know, it was a good, it was a good solid season. I do want to get to Florida though, I think. Like, I think that's, that might be the next state on my list is Florida and, and probably Tennessee to be able to, to turkey hunt those states. That sounds like a lot of fun. Dude, we need to make it happen. You know, we've already talked about you coming and hunting some public here next to me that, 
you know, I get access to because I live here. But, you know, it, turkey hunting around here is, is there There are definitely pockets of really good turkeys. Um, yeah. But if you're just a casual hunter, you're not going to know where those are. And there's a lot of public land around here you just shouldn't fool around with because there's just too many people. But yeah, um, let's let's make that happen, man. Let's let's, let's deer hunt this year. Let's turkey hunt next spring. And and because uh, I think our turkey season starts like two, three weeks before y'all's does. Right. Like I think ours started like the oh, yeah. 14th of April, 10th of April. Yeah, it all starts way earlier than ours. Yeah. Um, See, you can get yeah, on we birds need, early. We need to do that, and we need to find a place. Now that you're a new canoe owner, we need to find a place that yes, we can sir. we can kayak in at with the new canoes because that's just cooler. Oh, I already have the spots picked out. Oh, nice. So is that something that you're going to be doing? Out. Are you going to be starting to do like the kayak hunt type thing? Oh, 100%, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, Fantastic. There are a lot of spots. Um, I'm not going to go into depth about this, but uh, to any of my Florida listeners, there are spots on the map that you can hunt that you cannot get to any other way than via kayak. That's all I'm going to put out there for you guys. But uh, yep, yeah, dude, I've got some, I've got some, some kick butt spots that uh, water access is going to be, I think, the key to success on those. So. Listen, dude, if you ask me, water access is the key to success on like pretty much everything around um oh yeah around now don't get me wrong people people do kill deer it's not like you have to access by water um people kill big deer in the south with or without water access but sure you know when it comes to low deer density areas like florida like alabama um probably like mississippi uh maybe some parts of louisiana um man i think I think using water to your advantage is going to be the number one thing, in my opinion. Like this is just this is just Absolutely. my this is just my my outlook on it. It's the number one thing that has made me successful on on public land with anything, with turkeys, with deer, um, with absolutely anything. So, man, I cannot yeah. wait to hear what happens whenever uh, you start doing this kayak access in Florida. I think it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Well, we're going to have to load up. I'm building a kayak trailer right now, so you can come on down here. Uh, early bow season, some of my best spots will be ready for early bow season, which for me isn't early for where I'm at. That's October. Um, but, you know, that also extends into into January. When I'm hunting the rut down here in January, some of the best at- spots, again, are going to be water access that, that people just – they don't want to put the time into it, and I get it. If you got a big old bulky climber, if you got a bunch of stuff, and if you don't have a good kayak – it's not an enjoyable experience, but right. you and I have got big kayaks that track really well. Yours has got a nice little, you know, motor on the back of it, and I'm <laughs> going to be ordering that pivot drive the moment that Joker goes live. Um, but you know that that's just it's just dynamite, man. Especially sneaking in on hogs, man. If you want to k- kill hogs, you want to get in and out without leaving your scent, dude. That that kayak access is king. Oh yeah, yeah. You know that's the thing too. I haven't I haven't. Uh... I haven't ever, I mean, it's not like I don't get winded. I have more deer consistently cross my walk-in trail um, since right. I've started doing this. And uh, I think a lot of it has to do with, obviously, deer can smell. They, they're, they're very good. You know, it's not, I don't know, we're not fooling anybody here. But I do think, yeah, you know, sure. getting in and out of the kayak in the water and sinking, you know, ankle deep in mud. Um, it really does help in, uh, in, in keeping you 
a little more scent free walking through the woods. And, um, I, you know, that's just one of the small things that I don't even really ever talk about the benefit, but I do, I do feel like that is a benefit of accessing my kayak. So I'm, I'm pumped to see how you, uh, how you do, how it turns out for you. But okay. So we're getting, we're getting a little bit far into this and we have not hit on what I really want to talk about. And, um, we've talked about bass fishing a little bit, but you are, are kind of heading up this thing this summer, a big event. It's going to be really cool. And I don't want to say anything about it because I want to let you do all that. <laughs> um, all right. So, so Walter, tell us about this new thing that's going to be happening really soon for people okay. everywhere. So if you're a listener of our podcast, you've heard, you know, we brought on Chase. He's my new co-host. He's down in Gainesville. And we said for weeks and months that we had some very big things coming down the pipe. And this is number one. This is numero uno. This is... I don't. I have looked high and low. I have never seen something like this ever done. I don't see any record of it having been done. I'm sure after we pioneer this, someone else is going to take it off and do awesome things with it. But this year will be the first ever Yakin for Bass Challenge. Okay, it's hosted Woo! by Chase Tales Outdoors. Yeah, I know. I know. This is. I just imagined. Sounds, okay, I like, imagined ooh. a crowd of people cheering when you said that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Well, it, it, and it's cool, man, because kayak fishing is something that everybody can get into. It, it's it's something that that it, no matter your budget, you can find a kayak that you can fish out of, and you can have a good time doing it. And it's a great way to pass the time between the deer, between hunting seasons. And we were sitting here scratching our head, like you know, we want to engage with our listeners. We we got some great people out there. You know this. We mm-hmm. everyone has got great people that that tune in every week, and they they tell every living soul. That, that they can and that will listen to them about our shows. And I want to I wanna find a way to engage with those people, and this is what we've come up with. So I told you all that this has never been done before, and kayak bass is, uh, tournaments are a, a dime a dozen. In this tournament, you can fish against your favorite podcast host, against your favorite YouTube creator, and we've partnered with some awesome people, yourself included, to, to fish against. So if you've ever thought, and I said this on our on our announcement. If you've ever thought, God, I could catch b- bigger fish than Parker, or I could shoot a bigger deer than than Walt, and that's not hard. Um, <laughs> Neither one of those were hard you know, things to do. So <laughs> <laughs> this is this is your opportunity, though, because we're not going to take first place if we win it. We are going to pass all these benefits on to you. You get to shut us up by putting us in our place, by going out and catching fish. And as it stands right now, we have got over a thousand dollars worth of prizes to date, already committed by corporate sponsors. So this is just, this is going to be an awesome event. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. I can't, I can't wait. Now, we're going to have to re- rethink some things about, you know, whether or not we can win. Uh, I think this is the first time <laughs> I'm hearing of this. And uh, I've already, I've already put a whole bunch of stuff on a credit card and kind of expecting to win. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, no, oh, no. Oh, man. Not really. I actually, I yep. kind of enjoy the fact that we can do that because uh, I, you know, Walter, I tend to I tend to trash talk a little bit, and um, sure. and now, like, even if I get beat, it's like, well, I couldn't have won anyways, you know. So yeah, <laughs> um, it's the old that, get out of jail free card for you. Yeah, and that's how I that's how I'll get out. You know, if 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 somebody beats me. And I trash talk them real hard. I'll be like, you know, well, you know, I mean, how do you know I didn't win and just pass it off to you? So, 
Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but this is going to be <laughs> it's going to be a really fun event. So let's talk a bit um, for a minute about who's all participating in this as far as the uh, the creators. Who can people fish against? Okay, so <laughs> representing Alabama and Tennessee is going to be Adam Cruz and uh, Parker yourself from Southern Ground. Um, I believe. Now we may have had some additions to that team. Is is Tyler and and Michael going to be fishing for for Team Southern Ground as well? <laughs> yeah, they are. I think um, <laughs> they they were really upset about that. So I well, just, you, you know, know I mean, the, literally, boys there do. Neither one of them have ever talked about bass fishing to me. <laughs> um, well, I it, mean, so the out, the outdoor industry is about putting yourself out there, and if people don't know what you do, it's your fault, man. Social media, take to it, Michael. Uh, <laughs> but. In all seriousness, you got all, anybody associated with Southern Ground, you can fish against them. You can fish against myself, Chase, my co-host. We've got G2 Outdoors, the saddle godfather and Cinco master. Greg Godfrey is going to be uh, representing our first YouTube channel. Well, I guess you got a YouTube channel too as well. Um, I mean, whatever, bro. But he, he, <laughs> he He's exclusively a YouTube creator. We've got the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. Now these guys are are an addition that we threw that we we didn't throw in there, but we brought them on board later. They've shown a bunch of interest, and they're they're gonna they're gonna uh, join us as well. So that's Austin and Charles from the the Whitetail Distraction Podcast up in Pennsylvania. Um, hey, the bro. crown jewels of the South, Andrew Andrew Maxwell. And come Jacob on Myers. now, these guys. Man, come if, on, if you want the preeminent Southern podcast, <laughs> it has to be the Southern Outdoorsman. Well, I have, I have, uh, I have it on uh, on the record that uh, they just, one of them just recently got into a kayak, so they they have oh, okay. not had a kayak okay. for very long. So, th- <laughs> so they don't stand a chance. Let's be honest. But uh, oh, <laughs> no, that's the uh, the Southern shade, Outdoorsman, man. Oh. huh? So you throwing some shade, man? Old hey, Jacob, listen. he lives up in the Bass Capital up there in North Georgia, and Andrew, man, I, I, I'm pretty sure he catches a, a, a his fair share of bass, man. You better I've be never, careful. I, I, listen, I've never seen any of these guys catch any fish. Not listen. <laughs> hey, I can I can trash talk with the best of them, but I can also that's well, it. Well, we'll just we'll I'm gonna I'm gonna be humble for a minute. Um, <laughs> but I did catch a pretty big fish on my practice round today, so. I am absolutely jacked up about this thing. I think it's going to be so much fun, and that's why I wanted to get you on the show to talk about it. You talked about some some uh, pretty pretty cool sponsors um, that are that are going to be bringing some some of the the prizes and stuff to this tournament. Can you give uh, Can you give the listeners a little a few of those details on uh, on some of the people that are going to be donating to this uh, this tournament? Yeah, no, absolutely, and that's that's important because these are the people that are really making this thing possible. So, first off, our our, our title, our, our chief sponsor of this event is going to be Cadence Fishing. Cadence Fishing is a, a direct-to-consumer rod and reel company. Uh, they bring a, a higher value by going direct-to-consumer, but they also pass on a, a significant portion of their sales to the CAST program, which uh, enables uh, challenged kids and kids that are looking to get into uh, fishing, they they're funding that fishing program. So it, their whole model motto is is um, oh lord, I just tried to pull it up and I, it failed me. <laughs> I remember the cadence part of it, but uh, 
Their motto oh, is man. so good, I'll never forget it from it the is. first time I it's heard so it. It's so good. It's uh, it's, it's uh, go fishing, give back. <laughs> so, uh, you know, by your purchase of a cadence rod and reel, you're, you're funding the next generation of fishing, and that's that's critical, man. Getting kids involved is, is absolutely critical. Um, so that's our second po- uh, spot. Yeah, our second sponsor is going to be Yak Attack. Yak Attack is going to be sponsoring this event as well. So as a kayaking podcast, as a kayaking tournament, what better sponsor than a kayak accessory uh, company there? So they make some really great stuff. I think you run some of their stuff, don't you? Oh yeah, yeah. They've yeah. got they've they have made lots of money off of me. Yeah, <laughs> they're starting to make money off of me. I'm starting to buy yeah. the rod holders and the the slides that you know clip into place. I'm gonna have that for the GoPro here. Yeah, soon. there's there's gonna be a whole lot um, of things that you think you're gonna use, um, like they're yeah. kind of their accessories and I, like they make your kayak look cooler. But I've never used them. Like, <laughs> hey man, as long as it makes me look cool on Instagram, yeah, that's all that you matters. Look, you look reality. cool. I got more followers on Instagram because of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so up next is going to be Sportsman's Alliance, and and this seems like a at first a, a funny pairing, except it, it's not. Right now, there's a lot of this is serious voice that that uh, Parker queued up earlier. There's a <laughs> lot of anti-tournament, outdoor tournament legislation across this country, and it's a it's a trend that we're starting to see more and more of. And while it's starting with coyote fishing or shooting, <laughs> I don't know anybody who catches. <laughs> That's that's something else right there. I got a I got an image of a treble hook and a coyote. Anyways, it started, uh, it started the, with coyote kayak. <laughs> Man, you think I do better better job with this? I'm all over myself. No, that was gold. That was perfect. <laughs> but in all seriousness, the coyote hunting tournaments that they have that they're trying to ban. It's not that big a leap to say that the next thing they're going after will be fishing tournaments. These people have got. Uh, one thing on their agenda, and that's ending our outdoor way of life. So they're going to be donating a swag package to the tournament, which is going to be awesome. And we're going to be cutting a check to the Sportsman's Alliance from the funds that are raised in this tournament. So we're going to support the people who are uh, bringing up the next generation of fishermen. We're also going to support the people who are making sure that there's a place for them to fish and that they'll continue to have the right to fish moving forward. So... The next sponsor that we have, I told you, we've been working with some great people, Such's Vacation Rentals, okay? Now, you've probably never heard of Such's. It is a small, beautiful town up in the way north Georgia mountains. They're going to be donating a weekend stay on one of their cabins that's located on a stocked trout stream, which this is huge. You've got to get there, but your stay is covered for a weekend and uh, there's a good chance that I can network with some of the uh, fly fishermen that are up there and get you whatever hot tips and, and get you locations, if not right out the front porch, and be catching rainbow and brook trout, so and brown trout for that matter. So that's, that's huge. That's that's, uh, that's, that's probably my favorite so far. Yeah. <laughs> to this point, to this point, that's that's, uh, that's my favorite. That's, that's your favorite. What we really need to do, <laughs> Walter, uh, what we really need to do is um, get you in your saddle, uh, your saddle gear that you were um that you graced us with on the internet yesterday and uh and get you to kind of like demo all these things like on the price is right like the girls on the price is right <laughs> oh man <laughs> and over here we that have would... a, a, a whole vacation <laughs> time or whatever but anyways oh man yeah yeah well so we have one more and this is only fitting and 
Did you like this my segue? I know last- what this next one is. You like my segue? That was yeah, pretty good. Yeah, that was that was smooth, man. That was smooth. Matter of fact, everybody golf clap for Parker because that was that was uh, <laughs> golden right there. Uh, the the Godfather of saddle hunting will be partner partnering with this uh, tournament as well. Tethered will be partnering with us, and that seems weird, right? Like guys, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense at first glance. Ha! <laughs> I got you. So here's the deal: this tournament will be running the month of June. June marks the end of fun times for summer. July is when everyone starts to gear up for deer hunting season. I mean, I don't know of any solid deer hunter that isn't thinking in July, we're only like a month and a half, two months away from deer season. Oh, yeah. So we're going to be sending one lucky winner. And this is this is the only detail of, of the prizes that we're going to go into right now. But we're going to be sending one lucky guy. All you have to do is register one legal fish, and you will be entered into the giveaway to, to receive a tethered mantis. We're sending you out of fishing season, into deer season, plenty of time to get acquainted with that thing. You can call Parker all hours of the night and ask him saddle hunting questions. He'll answer them all for you. We are partnering with Tethered to send you into the deer season hanging instead of uh, hunting from a tree stand. <laughs> You're going to be hanging from a saddle this upcoming fall, and we're going to give you plenty of time for it. I was going somewhere smooth with that, but I, I lost it. But you lost it. <laughs> so it's it's awesome, man. We're, and we've actually – that that prize package is going to grow because we ourselves are going to be buying uh, additional products that we're going to be giving away in random, over-the-top, like just craziness. So we've got a closed group signed up called Yakking for Bass Challenge. It's on Facebook. If you apply, if you register for the tournament, you can join this group. And inside this group, we're going to be running all kinds of crazy things. Like the first person to register a 14-inch bass, exactly, the very first person to register a 14-inch bass is going to get a tackle box full of soft plastics. We're just going to be doing all kinds of of random giveaways just to keep this thing fun, keep this thing lighthearted. And our goal is even if you can't beat Parker because he's just got incredible bass fishing spots – you're still likely to come away from this thing a winner. So uh, it, it's going to be a good time. And we're actually still working with three other companies as I, as we speak to sponsor this as well. So that prize package is going to grow. Dude, that sounds really cool. So how can I sign up if I want to do this thing? How do I sign up? Yeah, so this is this is really simple. So if you go to uh, our Facebook page, Chasing Tales Outdoors, we've made a couple posts about this. And in both posts have all the links you need we've included the closed group for when you've registered and we include a link to tourney x now if you've never done a bass fishing tournament tourney x is how all the pros register their fish okay it's a tournament app that you can take photos of your fish you you submit them via this app and the judges come in and confirm that the fish you registered and the fish you said was 15 inches is actually 15 inches and the moment the judge approves that the leaderboard changes live so I just want to address something that I've gotten some feedback on from guys. A lot of people tell me that they fish in places that don't have cell service. There is a live well portion of the app. So you can take photos of fish, register the time so you you, you qualify. And mm-hmm. when you get to Wi-Fi, when you get to data, you can update your live well then. So there's literally no excuse. You you download yeah. the app. You register through TourneyX. You pay your registration fee, which is $25. Five of that goes to Tourney X, and just remember that we're going to be taking that money, reinvesting into new products, and cutting a check, uh, new giveaways, and we're going to be registering a check to or sending a check to the Sportsman's Alliance. So, so, so when I've done these Tourney X uh, tournaments before, there's a long, a long list of rules, and 
And uh, I've told you the story before, but I actually got DQ'd because a very fine print rule that was uh, not very clear. <laughs> um, and I would have it would have uh, qualified me for the championship in Kentucky, the uh, KBF championship. And I did not make it because I didn't see this little fine print rule. That was a really a stupid rule. And I got uh, accused of basically registering the same fish twice which how anybody could possibly ever know that 100 percent is beyond me um but i caught a fish on the first day that looked very similar and probably was the same fish um on i caught it on the like towards the end of the tournament and and it was going to put me in in the lead for sure but um what are the rules going to be like i'm not saying to tell us all of the rules but are they going to yeah. be like, is it going to be a long list of rules that people have to know and remember? Uh, no, there's there's like 15 rules right now, guys. It's, it's really simple. The whole point of this, and if you listen to the episode that we recorded, I literally, I think I said the word fun like 200 times, okay? <laughs> the whole purpose of this is to have fun. We've got rules in place because there will probably be a bad apple or someone who pushes the limits because they're thinking, God, I'd really like to talk to Parker all hours of the night about the saddle so we have to put things in place so right. i'm going to give you an over an overview and this isn't really going to be rule based it's going to be more like this is what you can expect to compete and i just want to add emphasis that in the tourney x app the rules are, are plainly uh, put there we are going to update those as as we need as needed be we, we actually sent it off to a kbf member uh director who is reviewing them to make sure that you know, it's it's all fair and it's equitable, and they're going to review it. We've got another guy who's reviewing it, so that you know we're not just setting this up for anybody. Um, but it, it's y'all's responsibility to read those rules. I have put a timestamp on there. I don't anticipate them changing, but something could happen. So here's the brief overview. It's a five fish aggregate length. So you are going to measure your five biggest fish. You're going to register those, and the total length from those five fish is going to be what registers you on the leaderboard. The tournament's going to run from June 1st to June 30th. You can sign up all the way up until noon on June 1st. And the rules are, are pretty plain. You can use a kayak. You can use a stand-up paddleboard. You can use a canoe. No combustion in engines. You can use a trolling motor if you'd like. You can use a power pole if you'd like. The only method of propulsion has to be integral to the kayak. So if you have a pedal system, you can use it. If you want to paddle, you can use that as well. There are several rules about the photos, like what has to be done in the photo. And just a brief summary of, of, of things that I've been told are things that people overlook. You have to keep the, mouth, the fish's mouth shut when you, when you take the photo on, on a bump board. And if you don't know what a bump board is, it's just a, it's a long fiberglass board that you put the fish on, you raise your camera up, you take a photo, and everybody can clearly see what the length of that fish is. Uh, yeah, like, a, that, like a hog view. trough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, there, and there's a variety of them, and we're not even getting super technical about it. The only thing that we're really looking for is that you don't cover its eyes, you don't have your hand on the tail, and that we can very clearly see the markings on the hog trough. So if, if, if your board is kind of hard to see, you need to go over it with a Sharpie, um, color it in. That's really the gist of the tournament. Catch five fish, register some fish. If you want to get entered for a saddle, register one fish over 10 inches. Guys, you've got a month long to do this. There's no reason why you can't be in running for the and that, that tethered uh, saddle. That's, I mean, that's a pretty freaking cool thing to win. And all you got to do is you don't even have to win anything. 
You just have to register right. a fish. So like, right. Here's the deal. <clears throat> if I'm if I'm a, a guy that's looking to get a saddle sometime soon, I'm looking to get in the saddle game, and I uh, don't want to spend however much it costs to buy a brand new mantis. Now, I'm just gonna go find some little kid kayak. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna, you know, try to catch one fish over ten inches, and then yeah, and I mean, and here's the deal: it's not like thousands of people are gonna be registered for this thing. No, you I mean know? I hope so. Yeah, but I mean, not, it'd be not. great. <laughs> um, but year one, you know, chances are th- you, you yeah. got a you got a pretty solid chance of being able to win this. Right. So we're, we're expecting a hundred people. Is what we're, is what from what we've talked about with the marketing efforts we're going through, we're expecting about a hundred people. So you've got a a one in hundred chance just for catching one ten inch bass, and you got to know somebody in your life that can let you borrow a kayak. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. So, I mean, it, it, it's, it's a no-brainer. I want to touch on one other rule that I think is important for people. Um, we get, we've been asked a lot about this, and we just delineated this in the rules. This is an artificial bait tournament only. There will be no live bait, no dead bait. So this will only be artificial lures. That's an important uh, caveat for okay. a lot of people. Crap. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Just Your kidding. shiner idea that you told me about earlier. Dang it. You're done. Yep. No, uh, that's. Yep. Sorry that's... to break your heart. That's that's good. I'm I'm glad to hear that rule. The only <laughs> the only rule that uh, that I that I hate is that I can't win. So um, <laughs> you got to understand, man, from from a, a guy that's competitive right. like me, saying, "Hey, right. do this tournament. You can't win." Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, for, for, <laughs> for for the people, I guess. Well, and, and there's nothing to say, uh, and I'm inviting this here. There's nothing to say that there couldn't be some side. Side bets happening amongst the creators. I'm just saying, uh, it yeah. was it was tossed out today in a small group that uh, perhaps the loser has to pose in uh, boxers and their saddle. <laughs> so if that's not motivation to get you going, um, I, I, I'm don't a, <laughs> I don't know. The, the other, I might have more to lose <laughs> because I'm a pastor in my full time job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I work for a public university. I put it out there. I think you're okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh man, that's that's fun. So so Walter, how much does it cost for a guy to go and register for this thing? You may have already said it, but I didn't hear it. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's okay. It's twenty five bucks, man. This is this is super nominal. This is on the lowest end of the tournaments. Um, I've been looking at a lot of them on Tourney X, and a lot of them are thirty five, forty dollars or more. Um, so this is a really affordable way to get in there and to have fun. And I just want to like tell people like, we're not making money off this thing. This isn't going to be some huge money maker for us. If, if we hit the goals we're planning and expecting for, we're going to be pumping hundreds of dollars into additional prizes. We're going to be pumping hundreds of dollars into the sportsman's Alliance. And by the time it's all said and done, there's not going to be any left meat left on this bone to, to, to speak of where our goal with this is to interact with you guys. It's to to have a good time with you guys because you listen to us on a weekend, week out basis. You subscribe to our YouTube channels, even the ones that don't exist. You the, have the, a good the imaginary time with ones. <laughs> the imaginary ones. You know, you <laughs> in all honesty, if it wasn't for the guys on the other end of this radio listening right now, you and I wouldn't have the platforms we have. And I just I wanted to find a way for those guys to know how much we appreciate them. Guys and gals, we've got a bunch of female listeners. Don't want to overlook you guys. 
I just want to I want to have fun. I want to engage with you guys. I want to do it in a in a in an intimate way. So we've got that closed group where we can we you know if you want to talk smack about the the creators, dude, talk smack, man. Yep. I, if you think I care about what you say about me, think about what we've been talking about earlier. I don't care. Talk smack. Have fun with it, man. You know this is. This is going to be a good thing, and we're we're going to be doing weekly updates for y'all on the podcast. So we're gonna we're gonna uh, record like leaderboard updates once a week. We're gonna be bringing on bass fishing gurus from across the, the the country that have got specialties that can help you get to where you're going. Those are a little more technical oriented. I mean, this is just going to be such a good time. And the last thing I I, I forgot to talk about is the winner's going to come on Chasing Tails Outdoors. The guy that wins it all is going to come on Chasing Tails Outdoors. They're going to get to brag about how they did it, what they did to, to win. If it's some epic story, you're going to get to hear it. You know, if you want to talk trash about me right there on the podcast or Greg or whoever, you're going to have that opportunity. So this is just going to be a great time. This is going to be some great community amongst like-minded people, and we're, there's a good chance we're going to send you home with something at the end of the day. That's pretty awesome, man. So um, that, um, another thing I found that I hate like, I thought that the price of admission of getting to actually be a guest on the Chasing Tales podcast was for me to have you on my podcast. Um, and so that's kind of the reason why this thing was going on. And now that I know that I, that I could have just won this tournament <laughs> and been a guest on your podcast, I, now I kind of feel like we just wasted a whole bunch of time. So well, see, here's the thing. First off, <laughs> you got to start reading that fine print, man. Like it was right there in the contract that you signed. It was. No, I'm kidding. If, if you want to get on the podcast so badly, we can get you on there. That's no big deal. Listen, I'm Matter willing. Fact, I, you I'm just willing go to, ahead and I'm move willing to lie, house. cheat, and steal. I will lie, cheat, and steal <laughs> to be on that podcast. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of things I'm willing to do. Um, oh, we'll man. talk about that offline. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 don't want a record. <laughs> um, well, dude, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited about this uh, about this tournament. I have been doing a ton of practicing, um, trying to find some, trying to pinpoint some of my good good spots, and uh, I'm I'm pretty jacked up about it. I can't wait. So I'm really excited about getting to trash talk with some of our listeners, though. That's going to be that's going to be yeah. fun. Yeah, um, trash talking with you and some of the other guys. Yeah, we do that already. So I'm I'm really yeah. looking forward to uh, to interacting with some of the listeners. And so, guys, if you're listening to this, you want to be a part. I I'm telling you, you want to be a part. Um, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a blast with this thing, and we're going to give away some really cool stuff. So go to the Chasing Tales page, Facebook page, and you could go to the Southern Ground page, and we'll share the link as well when this podcast drops. We'll share that link, and um. And you can go and, and download the app, get signed up, get registered. If you register one fish, you're in the runnings to win a Tethered Mantis, which is pretty freaking awesome. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited. Walter, is there anything else about this tournament that you need to tell anybody? The only thing I want to know, I have a question for you, and that is, who's going to catch a bigger fish, you or Adam? Well, you see, here's the deal. Adam works too much. And, That's true. That's an unfair advantage. And uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not. He's my teammate, so I'm not gonna. I'm not going to uh, trash talk him. <laughs> we're we're teammates, so we're gonna catch. Yeah. We're both gonna catch 27 inch fish. Does that you answer go. your question? There you go. There you go. The, <laughs> the the mark has been set, ladies and gentlemen. 27, which I believe is like somewhere around 12 pounds. 
Yeah, yeah, it's 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 approaching uh, it's approaching uh, magazine cover oh, yeah. right there. You know, you. My biggest fish <laughs> ever was twenty five and a half. That's my biggest fish <laughs> that I've ever caught. <laughs> so I'm planning on knocking that biggest. out. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna catch five of those, right? It's just gonna yep. be over. It's gonna be game over. Day yep. one. That's it. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> So uh, well, thanks, thanks for having me, man. I, I really appreciate you, you you joining on and doing this. In all seriousness, we joked a lot, but this is this is gonna be a good time. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time of coyote fishing. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, well that was kind of an awkward ending. I got this weird visual in my head of a coyote fish, and I don't know, uh, it, I don't I don't really know how I could be able to put it to paper, but. Um, that was that was a lot of fun. I had a good time with Walter. Uh, what me and Walter, we we uh, we are a lot alike. We I feel like um, in our sense of humor and uh, and so I just I really enjoyed that conversation with Walter. So go check out his stuff on Chasing Tales, Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast, and he's got an Instagram and Facebook. Check out what he's doing there. Now the important information: go and sign up if you are interested in doing the Yakin for Bass tournament that we announced on this podcast, go and sign up right now. We have already shared on our Facebook right now. You can go there and you will see a link to uh, to sign up for on Tourney X. Download the app. Get signed up for this tournament if you guys want to do it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to have a blast kicking your butt um, in this tournament. I'm telling you right now, I don't, I, I don't lose easily. So... Um, if I do lose, if you do beat me, I'm not going to be quiet about it, and I'm going to make you feel like crap about it. So if you feel like being that person then uh, that, that, that thinks you can beat me, that thinks you can beat Greg or, uh, or Walter or any of the other creators that are going to be in this tournament, um, go sign up. It's only 25 bucks. It's going to a good cause. You can win some cool prizes. All you got to do is register one fish, and you can win the Tethered Mantis Saddle. And uh, I think that's and, and that's pretty good odds of being able to win in a tournament like this. So go and do that. Um, I think we're going to have a lot of fun in this tournament. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I need to announce to you guys. Again, if you enjoy the podcast, if you enjoy what we do, please leave us a five-star review. Like us on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, we share a lot of stuff. We put a lot of time and effort into the content that we're creating for you. We're not doing it for ourselves. We're not doing it to be famous. We're not doing it for any other reason other than we just enjoy creating content for, for, for our listeners and our viewers. Uh, uh, go and subscribe to the Sportsman's Nation YouTube channel. Um, again, we do we put in a lot of hard work to try to create content that we feel like is relatable um, for you guys. You know, we hunt mostly public land, and uh, anything that we do, you guys can do as well. And uh, our goal is to inspire people, inspire people to get out and enjoy the land that God gave us. Um, again, we really appreciate our partners at Onyx Maps, at Tethered, at New Breed, and at Go Wild. Check out those companies. We love them. We love what they do. We could not do what we do here without these companies. Um, yep, that's going to be it. If you guys are going to be outside, if you're going to be ch- chasing turkeys, maybe your state's not closed yet for turkeys, um, or going out and catching fish, whatever you're doing in the outdoors, Remember that God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. So go out and exercise that dominion. We will talk to you next time.